0: Welcome to Talk with Christians. It's the time where we have people submit questions, uh, either live or they have through the week, and then we address them and talk about them, look at digging into God's word together. And we're going to go and introduce everybody. So first, we'll start with Ben. Just tell us where you're from and like what you're working on, uh, you know, in the kingdom. Like what's something you're doing?
1: So I'm from South Haven, Mississippi, from the States, but I'm living in Alberta, Calgary, because my wife is up here I moved up here to be with her um i'm working on a got a group warriors of the cross so if anybody wants to jump on there and invite you to come and join us and learn from the gospel every day we post stuff every day about you know bible topics and now i'm working with this um so sharing the gospel this way and hope that it's a benefit to you and and hope that we can learn together
2: awesome
0: evan how about you
2: yeah. So uh, my name is Evan Todicini. Um I uh, serve as one of the, uh, I guess, associate ministers at a um, congregation here in Phoenix. Um, and primarily what we do is we outreach to um, Native Americans with myself being Navajo. And so I'm involved with a few different um, few different groups. Uh, another one that I do is, is uh, I'm a board member of a, a nonprofit group called Roots. And so what we do is we go out to different Christian colleges and try to um, recruit uh, students that possibly might want to go into mi- the mission field and try to get them on the on, um, on the ground here in the reservations
0: in the Southwest. Cool. I think we can hear you turn your papers Ben. Whoops. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey Evan, how do you say like hello in the Navajo, man?
2: Yeah, so hello is yate. Uh-huh. It means, it means it is good. Not necessarily hello per se, but you know, it is good. That's a that's, uh, that's the word we use
0: that's awesome man yeah. all right tim you're up
3: my name is timothy ruffin i am currently living in spring hill tennessee that's south of nashville um i'm one of the ministers here at the rolling hills church of christ and i'm just actively involved with preaching and teaching we have several community Bible studies that go on throughout the week, and we're just trying to reach the lost in the Spring Hill, Tennessee area.
0: Awesome, man. How, how do you get the word out about the uh, the Bible studies?
3: Most of it is simply word of mouth. Our members here will invite their friends or neighbors or co-workers. Um, we also do a lot of advertising via Facebook. Um, we tried doing meetups. I'm not sure if you all have heard of Meetup, yeah, yeah, but it's not very uh, useful in Spring Hill because this is a fairly small community. If we were somewhere larger like Nashville, it would probably work a little better, but most of our outreach is simply word of
0: mouth invitation. Nice. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. I'm Titus. I uh, We live in Florida, but we're here in New Zealand on mission to help the local church here grow. Um, So it's an older congregation, and they're they're looking for trying to grow the church. So that's that's our main objective here, uh, by spreading the good news through good works, um, good message, you know, all the things that we can do to tell people about Jesus. So that's what we're doing. Um, Today's topic we are talking about, and then we'll see if people come in with questions. I have a couple on here, too, is giving like Jesus in the pandemic. So uh, we just want to... I'll, I'll go to the first question. Actually, let's do that one. So the first question is, um, and I've encountered this myself. There are so many needs right now across the world. Um, how do I choose who to give to? So this is a, this is a good question, and I think um, also like I've noticed on Facebook, just lots and lots of needs from churches around the world, preachers and stuff. So what are your guys? You know, and if you have, if you want to say something, just raise your hand and say, you know, hey, I got it. Uh, l- let me know what you think. How you would answer this question? How, how can we choose? Let's say you got four people who need help, but you don't have enough money.
3: I, I really admire people who go overseas and teach and preach the gospel and help other people like a couple of you have done, or I guess all three of you are doing it to some capacity. Um, but I also believe the harvest is certainly plentiful here in the United States, yeah. it's certainly plentiful in Spring Hill, Tennessee. And there are people in my own backyard who are in need of help. And so I want to make sure that I'm helping them first before I try to help someone uh, beyond Tennessee. Obviously, we have a responsibility to go into all of the world. But I think a lot of people are so eager to go overseas and do something and they forget about the people in their own backyard. Right. So that's kind of my thoughts. I don't know if that made sense, but
0: yeah. So like if you, if you get a lot of needs, like in your community, what's, what have you found to be a good way to choose? Like, how do I, how am I going to serve these needs? What, what's some things you've done or you think about are helpful to sorting out needs and what, how to deal with them?
3: Right. First and foremost, I believe you want to share the good news with people. Um, When Jesus fed the, Five thousand. He taught them many things first, yeah, that's and then right. he took care of their their physical needs. I so like that. that's that's what's most important is sharing the gospel with people, and then once we do that individually as Christians, we have a responsibility to to uh, do good to all men.
0: I like that though about always putting together the preaching the good news with the with the service. Yes, right. And,
2: yeah, I mean, um, Tim, appreciate that. That's that's really the pitch we give when we try to, you know, raise support or at least some awareness about the need for the gospel on um, Native American reservations in America. And I think um, you know, all works are great, especially if it's for the Lord's cause. Um, but there's just something different about um, the way in which you give. Let's say monetarily um, to be able to give to some place like here in America, you could also go there too. So you're able to. Um, you're able to to, to to do the giving in more, more than just one way, and I think for a lot of folks, um, and and I'll kind of just use you know if what what I do is, you know, for Native Americans, uh, for so long there's been a bad taste of, of uh, of Christianity in their mouth in, in their mouths just with the history about how it how it was done was it was not was not Chris was not Christ-like at all, and um, so when we have Christianity um, now trying to be um, shown to them. Um, just, just the fact that we're able to live Christ out every single day. And when we live that out, I think, uh, our giving will impact them that much, that much more. Um, and so I think kind of just piggyback off what Tim was saying.
0: So, so Evan, real quick, like w- give me a practical example of living that living out Jesus. I'd love to know what's some things you found successful, uh, you know, dealing with, with the people that you work with that has shown that way to live, to take that. Cause here in New Zealand, same thing, Christian, Christians were the ones who kind of came in and, and they weren't Christians. And so all the Maori people that might not like the Christians, you know, turned off to that thing. So what's some things that you've found to be successful in, in being a real Jesus
2: <laughs> follower? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I think the big thing is the, just, just how Christ has, how God has designed the home, uh, for the father to be present and be able to love his wife and give up his life for for her, like Christ gave up his life for the church and, and for the woman to to uh to support her husband and um and be able to do those things and the children to. Well, matter of fact we're, we're studying ephesians 5 right now and uh that's all about the god's design for the household and so um at least from from a standpoint because i didn't grow up in the church uh, i was actually raised um by grandfathers um in the navajo tradition way and so i was actually sitting in ceremonies and things like that and so i've been a christian for just a handful of years now so um, the way that God has designed the home and you see that lived out is different than reading it in a book, um, that you're not familiar with. But when you see children obeying the parents and, and, uh, and the father sacrificing to serve the mother, um, it, it just speaks volume as to say, okay, this starts to make sense. So you really are, you are the gospel lived out. And so when you are just trying to be like Christ, um, every single, day, how you treat people, how you talk to people. Um, then, then what you say now has weight to it and you'd be able to, uh, to sow the seed and the seed I think will be planted a lot more effectively than not having a relationship at all with anybody.
0: Hey see, like the proof's in the pudding, right? You Absolutely. can talk all about it. But <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, Ben, you got any thoughts?
1: Yeah. I mean, I agree on all those topics. I mean, it's, it's something we, we go out and we try to be an example be a light to those in the world, show them that we love them, invest in them. Uh, we can give them time. Um, in the case that we have only four people that we can give to, and we don't have enough. You know, I think that that's where we reach out to the local congregation or to other brethren and say, hey, look, I'm, I'm studying with this individual. I just had a recent Bible study um, and I didn't have money to be able to order this person a book, they didn't have a Bible. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, I want to get them a Bible. And I was just talking to one of my uh, one of my sisters about it. And she said, hey, we'd love to buy them that Bible. And so they sent them the Bible. And, you know, they opened the doors to having to study with her, you know. So, and she saw that, you know, that investment. So we were going, yeah, that's great. So that's that's one way that we can do that is to reach out to the, our family, our brethren, you know, and and show them that we love them.
0: Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you, I've never been asked for more than I could give. I've been asked for more than I wanted to give, <laughs> but I've never been asked for. Someone never, no one came to me and said, "I need fifty thousand dollars." You know, Titus, can you help me out? So I never, I never been asked for more than I could give. And uh, like you said, Ben, we're family, and the early church in Corinthians, they were like sick, getting money together to sit, help another church. So it's that's yeah, and a good you, point.
1: And you know, they take care of their own first too. I mean, we were told to take care of the church, the Christians. So we might have needs of the the brethren first that need you know that we need to go take take into consideration before right. we go. I don't know that they ever gave money to outside. Maybe They gave took care of their needs, right, to others. But but as of giving money, it may only come to those that are brethren.
0: Yeah, I like I like in Acts two, uh, it says uh, verse forty four. Uh, that's the first church. It says, and all the believers were together and had all things in common. And those who had possession sold them and divided to each man according to his need. Now, wouldn't that be an amazing church, right? Yeah. Right. Or, you know, oh, you need a Bible? I'm going to sell. I got a jacket. I don't need this jacket. I'm going to sell this jacket and get you a Bible. You know, that's mm-hmm. the, yeah, awesome. All right. So we got one more question. Another one, actually. Uh, this is a good one. So there's always the struggle between being, quote, smart, you know, and practical and being faith faithful, right? So, should I be saving money or giving money in this time of economic uncertainty? You know, so especially now, it's easier easier for us to hold on to as much as we can hold on to. So, what's some encouraging words that we could give people? Uh, I, I'm tending to be more towards faith. You know, like trust God. Don't hold so tight that you lo- lose lose the opportunity to help other people. So, what's your guys? If you have any um any words of wisdom or things, life experience, uh, stories, anything like that in regards to. Should somebody say when it's really hard and it seems like you're not going to have any money in the future, should you be saving and being wise with your money or what should we do? What should we be doing?
1: I think there's a balanced approach we could take, you know, and say, yeah, I'm going to be prepared to make sure I got my family taken care of and the needs. But then also be loose enough to where we can go. Yeah, if you have this need, we can take care of this or do that. And obviously, you know, we can use the uh, the church as well. I think, you know, if we're giving on the first day of the week and, and, you know, taking care of those needs that way we can reach in and say, Hey, we've got this brother or this individual that has need. Could we take care of that?
0: Right. Cool. That's so always a collective. Mm-hmm. Being able to, okay, cool. Anybody else have any comments?
1: Yeah,
2: I've got one Titus. I, I guess, um, yeah, as a missionary kind of, I mean, for those who have engaged in mission work, you can definitely see uh, as far as how living off of support impacts your faith. And, um, and and sometimes you, you don't know how you're going to make it. I know my, myself and just personally, there's been a few times where, you know, I mean, you know what, I don't know how this is going to work out. But you know what, every time, without a doubt, just there seems to be some random brother or sister that, you know, just so happens to have this and just so happens to hear about the work and just so happens to decide to give. And, and it wasn't too long before I, um, you know, in Scripture, you see it all the time. You know that I remember in in Acts 20 in verse 35, Paul reminds the the church at Ephesus um, what Jesus taught, and that was it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And so, I think uh, just being able to experience what that is like, um, you know, we run out of money, uh, we run out of, of of energy, we run out of this and that. But the the God we serve doesn't doesn't run out of anything. You know he is—he is the well, and so if I'm if I'm tapped into that well, and he's working through me, there is no going to be no no uh, limit, and and so um,
0: just a few thoughts there. Well, how rich is our God? Right, <laughs> right. I love it, man. Yeah. Anybody else got comments, ideas? I'll, I'll throw in something. Um Jesus said do not worry about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes it's easy to well it's real easy to worry about tomorrow and be like well you know I got to make sure I have this for tomorrow got to make sure I have this for tomorrow and uh the the times he said about planning you know for the future was about being a worker in the kingdom. You don't just mm-hmm. set out doing something you don't turn your back when you take the plow for the kingdom, right? So uh but I think that it, like if we say what would Jesus do well it was day to day and as we read next two, they were like, "Hey, you need something? I'm gonna get rid of this thing I have because I need to give it for you." Because they kept thinking Jesus was gonna come back like any minute. I think we we lose sight of that. I think if we thought mm-hmm. if Jesus come back tomorrow, how much money would I spend today to help people? That's a good mm-hmm. philosophy, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. you knew he's coming back. He's gonna be here tomorrow. You got all you got some money, whatever. You're like, this should be gone, man. We should be out there get, helping people, be evangelists. So, yeah, that's a good question. question.
1: In that case, I think we'd be looking at the uh, spiritual side even more. <laughs> How much harder would we be trying to reach lost, you know, in that last day, yeah, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, totally. Ah, if I could only live that way. so hard to live that way, you yeah, know? Yeah. I always think I'm going to live another day, but I could be dead today, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I could. I could if you, let somebody has more comments, I'll go to the next question. Um, so we can always come back to it, too. All right, when the Bible says... Love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return. Does that mean I should give to everyone who asks? So this is a good question. I like this one. Who wants to take it away? <laughs> Are we supposed to do that? That was by Jesus by the way. you know he 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 said that that was in uh, Luke, I think I'm getting it here six thirty. I think we
3: should we should be willing to give and share. With, with anyone who asks, but you also want to be wise right. and consider kind of their situation. You don't want to assume anything, but if you've given to that person once and then you've seen that right. they haven't really used those funds in the proper way, then you want to kind of the next time they come to you may you may change your change your mind or give in a different type of way instead of giving them yeah. cash you may want to give them something else just buy them a meal instead of giving them cash or something like
0: that that's a good point yeah because it doesn't mean we just give them uh every time someone asks us money i don't know if you're supposed to give them money which is them for their need right they say i need a hotel room right. and you're like i'll get you a hotel room they go no i just need some money yeah like, what's your what's your need then? you know you want you want a hotel room, I'll get you a hotel room
3: <laughs> right. I'll look yeah, that I too.
2: think um when you when you look at how Christ dealt with certain people, um, he was always trying to get them to this point of spirituality where they where they understood the real need is is not is not your physical life. The real need is is where's your soul going to be? So how effective can you be? and I think you know there's different area different ways that we can achieve that. Um, I just, again, going back to the work we do, um, poverty is real and and it's huge. I think for the Navajo, um, it's maybe a year or two old, but I think poverty rate was about 66%. Um, so, you know, the majority of people are living below the poverty level. So how do you, you know, if I were to give money to everybody that asked, uh, you know, I, I don't know where I'd be, uh, but you choose, you know, and, 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 to, um to Benjamin's point th- that comes with wisdom I think if you've ever been burned by giving I think you've got some wisdom there that you've learned from and so um I, I like to really thank God for for the older Christians that he's around sur- surrounded me with that I can lean on for wisdom especially when it comes to benevolence that's 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 a tough part of uh you know whoever's in charge of that or serving in ben- benevolence uh, they, they've got a tough job
0: in front of them yeah, because like yeah. you said, there's so
1: so many needs. Yeah, if we're going out and spreading the gospel, you know, that's that's and and have that in our minds all the time. You know, when someone does come to us with that need, and we can in some way help them, even if it's not everything that they might need. You know, say I'm not, I don't may not have all the money in the world. Be like, hey, I can do all this for you, but maybe help them in whatever way you can. Then plant the seed, right, and you know, and come back and water and do what you can to spread the gospel and hopefully give them so much more for eternity than, you know, what you can give them in this life.
0: Well, and I think, I think it was Peter when he was walking, the the guy at the gate, he was like, uh, Hey, I, I want something. And they said, uh, silver and gold. Have I none? I don't have any money, but what I give you is, is, is this. And so like w- we can give people something greater than the gold and silver of this planet. Like you're saying, then, you know, there's a gold and silver they don't know about a lot of times and we can feed them. With like Jesus said, I can give you water that you're gonna drink and you'll be thirsty again. Or you can have water that you're no longer thirsty. And that that leads into this great evangelism part, right? If someone says, Hey, Ty sent some food, So, you know what? I can give you some food now, but I'm gonna give you some other food too. And this food you're never gonna get, it. you're never gonna go hungry again. And they're like, What? What do you mean? You remember the the, the lady at the well was like, Well, mm-hmm. give me this water, right? I mean, everybody wants water that, that never make thirsty, want food that never get hungry. So yeah, Ben, and guys, this is good. Like, I guess we can say that the answer to this question is when we're giving to people, we should always give the gospel first. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only because it says, what good are you? If you say, be warm and filled and go on your way. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got to find a way, but I think people know you're sincerely care about them. What would Jesus do? I guess it's always a good question. Right. Right. So right. Um, God would give us I believe God will give us what we need to help others, but we have yeah. to be able to give it, give it to them. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's good I'm uh, trying to think uh, yeah anybody else have any more comments about this one so this is a tough one because you know this, this requires some faith i think sometimes oh and, and oh i was going to read it real quick in 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 uh it's in um luke six thirty. 30 uh 6 jesus is talking he says it twice by the way very close together he says um and, and this is in regards to also when someone hits you, right? So it's the same thing. Uh, in verse 29, if you, and him who strikes you on the cheek, offer to him the other. To him who takes away your robe, do not refuse your shirt also. Give to everyone who asks you, and from him who takes away what is yours, do not demand it back again.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he says, why, though? Or if you, uh, well, he says, just do what to men what they want to do to you. But if you love those who love you, what is your blood? Blessing. For even sinners love those who love it. What example are we when we love others the way that you know, normally? Like, oh fine, you pay me back, we pay each other back. I love you because you're my son or my friend. Um so it says if we lend to only to him from whom you expect to be paid back, what is your blessing? You know, like there's none. So this is good stuff. There's a good story I'll tell you guys real quick. If you have any stories, let me know. Uh, I heard it a long time ago, but a person was being robbed in a um like in a street. And the person like had the gun or knife or whatever they said, "Give me your money," and they gave him their money and then they, and then they were walking off and the person said, "Well you co- you look cold. Can I give you my jacket too
3: hmm.
0: and they said they 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 were like well, what, what wait that, is, that doesn't make any sense And he said, yeah. And, and I you know what let's sit down and talk i'll take you to I'll take you to uh, breakfast and so they got him to go to breakfast with them at the end they said, "You know, I'd like to pay for your meal, but you have my wallet hmm. and they, gave, they gave him the wallet back. But you see, that that's overcoming evil with good, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that's the love yeah. Jesus wants us to show. It's not punches us. You just go, I mean, you can hit me here if you want. I'm not gonna hate you. I'm not gonna be against you. I'm gonna show you love that Jesus has. I mean, that's that's powerful love, you know, being hit. Someone steals my stuff and I go, Hey, you need a phone? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> this blows them away, right? This is the love we're talking about. So I'm
3: reminded of that passage, a soft answer turns away wrath. Yeah. I'm not sure where that is, but that's kind of the same thought. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. When you do good to people who do you wrong, they generally are touched by that. You yeah. heat coals of fire on their head. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. And it's not easy, though. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it's not easy. Yeah.
1: So one more thought coming to mind. You know, God answers the prayers of the righteous, right? Or hears them for that matter. And, you know, Matthew 7, 7 to 11 says, you know, it talks about asking and it should be given to you. Um, so I was just thinking about that. Like if if they have needs, we as Christians who have the ear of God can pray on their behalf. And that's that's a blessing for them. You know, I, I, I think it's something we can do and, and be doing it daily, even if we don't have something to give.
0: Right. That's a good point, man. You said Matthew seven.
1: Yeah, seven, seven to eleven.
0: Cool. It's easy to remember seven eleven, like the store you go to. You know. (laughs) Yeah. No, I like I like it, Ben, because we have something to give, don't we? Uh, Even if it's not money, we have something to give. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. That's cool. I like that. So we should include. Okay. So good pointers here for people who ask questions or are watching it is uh, number one: if you don't have money. You can still sit down and pray with them, which is a huge, a huge thing um, because it, you're you're going before God on their behalf. And number two, if you can give whatever you can give, you know, give. Uh, if you can't give it, you can't give it. I mean, it's all, if you got an extra shirt or you got your jacket, <laughs> give them a jacket if they need it. So that's cool. Uh, any other points that uh, when you're giving uh, maybe someone who's if you can, how, how can we not expect in return? I guess let's let's go with that one. He says, "Don't expect a return. So how can we get into that mindset?
2: yeah, I think um I think uh, the verse that the the questioner brings up, um, you know, we can give in certain ways that we've talked about already, you know what, what um, I think I was asked the question, you know, for a billionaire, somebody like Bill Gates, you know, if you were to ask him, bill, can i've got can I have a million dollars or can I have an hour of your time?" Which do you think he'd be more willing to give? You know, he'd be willing to give the money without a doubt for for him. Time is uh, you can't get that back. So, you know, I think for a lot of people just sitting down and giving them the time of day um, that shows, you know, another way you can give. But I also think, um, you know, that word love gets thrown around all the time today by the world without knowing what it really means. And, uh, you know, the only person that can define love is God himself. And so when you think about how you love somebody, you, you do it without expecting. You know, if I truly love a person, I'm giving because God has given to me. That's you know, when he says, forgive because I've forgiven you, I do things because God is good to me. And that's that's the basis of why I live the way I live.
0: That's awesome. And that's a testament too. I like to teach him, why are you doing this? Because God thought yep. God, God did it.
3: I I like what you said, Evan, and that just kind of reminds me of the example of Christ. He was selfless in his giving. He didn't expect anything in return. And that's the attitude and the mindset that we're told to have. uh, I believe it's in Philippians chapter two, when Paul speaks of the humility of Jesus and he says, don't look out for your own interests, but look out for the interests of other people. And then he describes how Jesus did that. Um, And so when we have that mindset, when we give, we're not going to be thinking about what they can give me back. We're just going to be concerned about their interest as Christ was.
0: That's good stuff, man. Isn't it great to have Jesus as our example?
3: (laughs) It is. Indeed.
0: He's the way, the truth and the life, right? We're looking for truth. People are looking for the true, true message, even in the coronavirus thing. What's true? What's not true? You know, they're looking for uh, the way. Like, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to live? Like, what what's what'll make my life the best it can be? And then, like, the life itself. Like, how can I have a life that's worth something? You know, that's Jesus. So that's awesome. Good stuff. I'm looking at the chat too, because sometimes Ben's post some stuff. Cool. All right. Well, I would like to ask us now. You know, we're kind of halfway through. Um, Right now we have the coronavirus, uh, people are quarantined. Does anybody have any good stories they've heard or suggestions or ideas for, for first of all, finding those who are in need, um, helping those who are in need, and then kind of how we can mobilize people we know, whether we're in a church or whether we're a group of Christians studying together. Um, What's some ways that we can kind of have that giving attitude to go out like Jesus did? Anybody have any ideas or or stories about what's working right now?
1: Well, I think um, using what we're using now, you know, using Facebook, there's so many people on there that you can reach and say, "Hey, you know, all my friends, do y'all have any needs? Are there anything that you will have that you know we can take care of or try to help you with, um, or pray with you about? You know, and then also another, another brother, um, him and his wife gathered up, you know, Bibles from you know leftover Bibles from the brethren, and they put down all the Bibles. They made little care packages, went out to all the homeless in their area and um, the shelters and things and, and brought them food and, and Bibles, you know, and some literature. So that may be something we can pick up and do to be able to reach out to the community.
0: So like number one is, is bringing the word physically, but also maybe verbally, right? Right. Yeah. Cool. Got it. I like that. Anybody else have any good stories or ideas? Um, maybe something they've heard about that, uh, during this time, um, being able to help people. Some are shut in, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So, um,
0: what's some strategies we can give to someone? Maybe, Hey, Hey, try this. Like Ben said, try this, go and get some Bibles, see where you can distribute those Bibles. So that's a good active thing we can do.
2: Yeah. So we, um, we actually have had, uh, cause we, our congregation has, has quite a few older members. And so what, what, uh, several people have done, um, have been able to go out and get groceries for them. Um, that way, the elder, you know, those who maybe, you know, what you hear about is, is those who are older, maybe more susceptible to, to the virus. So uh, being able to do something for them that they don't have to go outside for. So a lot of people have, have gotten um, um, supplies for them. If somebody needs, um, you know, toiletries that was gathered and, and just taken and uh, you're able to get involved that way. And, and uh, I think another thing that has been a blessing in disguise is, um, you know, you're able to to break up into smaller groups, right? So um, you do have, you know, certain certain leaders that are able to really be engaged with a few members. And so, you know, normally when we've got, you know, two, three to 800 folks in the congregation and we meet together, it's, it's easy to get lost in the shuffle there. But I think this has caused us to kind of to separate into smaller groups and now, I feel like I know you know the the people that that we're that I meet with and I talk with a lot better than if if this never had happened. So few, few
0: ideas there. So I'll recap that one to kind of look for people who may have not be able to go out and get things, call them, you know, reach out to them and say, "Hey, do you need something? Do you need someone to come by, bring stuff?" So number one was kind of bringing Bibles to those who may be seeking or or uh, who are who aren't even Christians. And then number two is the body of believers, being able to go out and, and call them up, right? Just call them up and yeah. say, hey, how you doing? Do you need something? Yeah. That's cool. Anybody can call. <laughs>
3: right. Uh, That's a really good idea. As we're talking about this, I'm kind of thinking about my own current situation. I'm not married and I don't have a family or anything. I'm a single man. And there are a lot of single people in our churches who may be feeling quite lonely during this time. Mm -hmm. And so we want to make sure that we're reaching out to them and just calling them up and just having a conversation with them um, because it can get quite lonely during times like this. So we don't always necessarily have to make sure people have what they need physically, though we should, obviously. But again, just companionship and encouragement. Uh, is also helpful to a lot of people during this time
0: that's cool awesome yeah and it's still again like right phone call it's not right not take yeah. rocket science or uh climbing mount everest
1: <laughs> yeah even that goes for the ones that aren't are married as well you know i think it's, it's nice to always hear from your friends and your family and the church i know one brother is from india and he's and they don't have anybody gathering. In fact, I think one one church there, he's tell me tried gathering and got arrested. So, you know, he's he's having problems because his family's not Christian. So he's alone. You know, he feels very alone with that. And uh, he, they don't have like streaming or anything like that. So it's really hard for them. So reaching out and encouraging that brother, you know, and and I've set him up with our our live stream. Of course, he has to watch the week before, I guess, because they're you know their Sundays on our saturday so (laughs) so uh yeah we have to make those those certain efforts but yeah reaching out to those that we love and care about and that we know that can we can encourage and uplift edify that's really important
0: well and i think that's good (laughs) then yeah and social media is awesome because you can do that so much Mm -hmm. easier um even Mm -hmm. face to face like we're doing here uh across the world pretty much so i'm thinking also some we're going to come into this moment where the world's kind of opening back up. What do you think? Uh, what do you think some things we can think about doing? Like, for example, I've, i seen people uh, I've been thinking about doing something where we could open up a place for people for the, with the church to have people drive by and be able to get uh, things that they might need. I'm trying to think of ideas as things open up. There's a lot of people who haven't made any money for a month or more. And uh, just how could we be out in the community more visible you know, to, to be able to say, "Hey, we're going to be here for your needs." Anybody have any good suggestions or ideas? Doesn't mean you're doing it now, but let's say we're planning it, all four of us, right now. That we're they're going to open up in a couple weeks or whatever. What can we do as the body of believers um, to kind of get out there in the in the community and say, "Hey, we're here. We're going to." Maybe you would know Evan a little bit because you kind of approach uh, where you're doing your mission work. You got to tell them, "Hey, we're here, available." What's some things that you do to, to connect with the with the people you're trying to help? That's good yeah. to know for now.
2: Yeah, I think first thing we should all do is identify the needs in the community we're in. You know, not everybody has the same needs. Um, something we do at the beginning of the of the school year, uh, like I said, you know, a lot of a lot of parents don't have money to buy um, new uh, new school supplies for their kids, and so what we'll do is we'll we'll ask um, you know those who are supporters of ours as well as the congregation we serve at and. And we'll get supplies based on the need for the people at that time and at that place. So I think um, you, you got to do some research. You've, you've got to uh, ask some folks, and that asking folks what, what their needs are in and of itself is is you getting out, you know? And uh, right. I think we assume we know the needs of people where it's just asking them, what can I do for you? It, we'll be surprised at, at what they answer.
0: That's a, that's a testament in itself, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Someone coming up and, you know, what are you selling me? I'm not selling you anything. I'm going to, I want to give you something, whatever you need.
1: Right. Yeah, right.
0: A, yeah. I like that. Ask folks. You're right. Because when we've helped the homeless before, so many people help them the way they think they should be helped, not mm-hmm. the way they actually need help. Uh, they might need socks or they might need a piece of soap. You know, and people are thinking, <laughs> I'm going to give you a piece yeah, jacket or uh, whatever. So it's it's like uh, asking is the most important thing and this time, right? Especially. Just being open and say, like, maybe we should put a sign in front of the church and say, "If you need anything at all, you let us know right now. We're here, you know, something to, or in front of our house, whatever." Um, yeah,
1: I'll leave a letter because we're not there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah sorry. well, this is where I like, we be open back up, you know, like because as we oh, roll yeah, yeah. back, as we roll back in, and we're able to be more in public. Uh, I even wanted to have like a drive-through where you could have like a prayer and food drive-through, <laughs> you know. Just drive, just drive on through and we'll pray for you and we'll also give you something if you need food or whatever. You know, so something like that. We got to be thinking this way, right? Because mm-hmm. we're gonna get we we started doing these online stuff. A lot of us are doing stuff online. Now we're gonna be coming back into offline, the you know, and what can we do to keep that momentum going? So, yeah, I like the idea. So ask people for their what they need. Just ask them. We could be in front of a Walmart or something and just have a survey and say, hey, if you need something, I'm just trying to find out what people need. What do you need? Write it down. If everybody keeps saying something, then you can just buy them and just write in front, say we're giving, we're helping you. We here's some this toilet paper. And they're like, Oh, that's what I needed. You know, so that's cool. Um, let's see. Yeah, I also like um one good example for us in giving, which I wanted to pull up is uh, Luke uh six was the we us see. Don't worry about tomorrow. I like that one. And then the widow's might also, I think I pulled it in mm-hmm. here for the widow's might is Mark 1241. Uh, I like this example for us because there's going to be a, it's going to be tough for a lot of people to give and help. They're going to be tempted to hold on to everything. Right. So in Mark 1241, um, let's see. I like this one. I, I just know it's going to be tough. Giving is going to be hard. I, I and mean, people are going to be really having a hard time. Uh, In 1241, it says, uh, and when Jesus sat in front of the treasury, he uh, watched how the people cast their alms into the treasury, like how they were giving. And many rich men were casting in a great deal. And there came a poor widow, and she cast in two coins, which are a few pennies. And Jesus called his disciples and said to them, truly, I say to you that this poor widow has cast into the treasury more than all the men who are casting. For all of them cast in of their abundance but she, of her poverty, cast everything she had, even all of her possessions. So I think that's awesome. Like if we can, I don't want to just read that; I want to live it out, right? Yeah. Like, so uh, I think when you love people, maybe you you can you can do that easier if you love like Jesus loves uh, the thing. So we would hope uh, the widow's bite is a good one because I think all of us are going to be challenged at some point to um, not put in those two pennies, like you said, Evan. You know, you, you, you never knew where your money was coming in. And some people think that's so scary and so hard. But others, you get to see God working, don't you? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean,
0: yeah. If, if you write yourself a check, you don't see God anywhere. But when the <laughs> check comes in when you need it, and it came from nowhere or random.
2: That's right. <laughs> that's that's right. And I think, you know, one of, the, one of the familiar passages we go to in 2 Corinthians 8, where he talks about the Macedonians and how they gave out of their poverty, um, and you look at when he talks about, um, how it was done, he uses the Greek word dunamis referring to, um, the ability that God gives us, right. It's through him. And, uh, you know, I think about not only that passage, but in Malachi, when God says, you know, test me, why don't you test me and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven to supply your needs? You know, in other words, yeah. you just, just give me a shot to show you that, that I'm going to take care of it. And. Um, of course, there's wisdom behind all of that. But I think it does. It, it forces you to stretch out that faith that you have. And, you know, it forces you to get uneasy. Um, but if we're if we're always staying in our comfortable bubble, you know, it, am I really growing in my faith? Um, it, it, if I'm always um, if I'm always in control of myself. And I think we have that problem of I've got to be in control. But what about those times when I'm not and I only have got to leave on lean on? Then I realized that God is enough.
0: Yeah, and we're we've actually been put in a bubble. They mm-hmm. call it a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> These days, it's like a bubble, you know. <laughs> it's not encouraging us to be outside the bubble; it's encouraging us to be in the bubble. So yeah, that's good, man. I like it. I like the stories too, like Mueller, or whatever. Have you heard of Mueller? George Mueller? He always counted on God. Prayed for. I guess prayer should be our first place to go, right, when we have a mm-hmm. need, like it's so easy to be like looking for a way to solve that need in a, in a, in a human way. Yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, let's see, giving any more? Let's see. Does anybody have any more thoughts to share right now? of Things for giving. And then uh, we'll talk a little bit more. Any other thoughts, Ben, I know you got something. You got to have something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, giving must not be something we do once a week, but rather something we do and not just one way either. You know, we, we got to do it several ways every day. Um, I think it's something that God does and it, by his nature. He's always doing uh, for us. He's given us life, he, and he's given us life through Jesus, you know, on, a, on the eternal side of things. So he's given us, you know, everything we have. Everything that's good comes from the Lord. So how, many, how much are we giving back to him? And and we're, we're his servants. We're his messengers. So we're supposed to be doing this daily, all day, every day, reaching out to the lost, showing them that we love them, striving to help them any way we can, you know, and uh finding new ways. I mean, that's we gotta keep that brainstorm going you know, <laughs> finding ways that we can effectively reach them efficiently, you know, and, and and um that that means my open these things open doors. Everything that we do for these people is we reach out and every every everything that shows we care. I mean everything that just opens another door, another door, you know. You might get uh studying with them and then you know their friends become your friends. Next thing you know, you've opened you know more more paths to reaching them with the gospel. So it's, it's limitless, you know, what we can do.
0: Wait, Ben, Ben, are you saying that you if you do something, things might happen? That's right. <laughs> so if you don't do something, nothing will happen.
1: see <laughs> so can you shall find, right?
0: <laughs> that's it. That's it. Awesome. I wrote something down here. Oh yeah, I um, you know, it's the very first temptation Satan did against Jesus was what? It was like food, right? You, you mm-hmm. got to take care of your food. You got to take care. You're starving. You've been fasting for forty days. You got to. You got to eat. This is what's going to happen. You know, coming into the, out of the pandemic, it's like, well, we got to take care of ourselves. We got to. We don't know what's going to happen. We got to. And what did God? What did Jesus say? He said, uh, "Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God." So that's. That's powerful because I think that's going to be how we're going to help people when they say, well, Titus, I can't help my neighbor. I can't even help myself. And you're like, you're right. We can't help ourselves, but we need to make sure we feed the word of God and God will provide. Right. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's good. So we'll, we'll probably be tempted and people we st- study with to be selfish, you know, and uh, I think that. Uh, so how do you guys. How do you guys stay focused every day? Like Ben was saying, it's so hard to keep that, that love for people for me, you know, to be always loving, always wanting to do God's will. It's so easy to sit back and just do something mindless, you know. So how, how what are some tips that you guys have? Because this goes into giving. So I would say, how does how do you keep loving? What what have you guys found to help keep that love for others strong in each of you? This is for everybody. So Ben, go ahead first if you want.
1: Yeah. So I think you know, if we put our hearts and minds into study and to the word, you know, then we're going to find all these examples. We're going to we get constantly thinking about the Lord, uh, whether we're reading articles or reading different studies, different topics, looking in the scriptures and going, yeah, what does God's word say about this? What can we do about this? And then, you know, like what I do with the group, it's like you start sharing stuff that you're cutting about, whatever you're reading about. I get on little, you know, tangents about things. And it's like, cause that's what I'm looking at that day. And then that opens the door for someone else to say, Oh man, I, need, I needed that. You know, I needed that today, you know, and then you help them in some way. Maybe, then maybe that opens up to a study or whatever the case may be.
0: Cool. Yeah. So being active in God's word and study mm-hmm. is one way to stay. Cool. Evan, how about you, man?
2: Yeah. Um, just personally how I, how my personality is and how, you know, I, I feel like I'm most effective is I've got to have a routine. And okay. so, uh, one yeah. of the things that is I I just have to have a routine because if I don't have a routine uh, things pop up and you know I'll be sidetracked and not necessarily deliberately not do something but there's just so much going on in life and uh, you know life is, is never short of, of inconveniences and you know what, John, what uh, James says that um, considered all draw when you fall into various trials uh, when you study that verse you see that um, various that word really means different sized or different colored so trials of all shapes and sizes, they're going to come up. Um, but when you look at how you deal with it, you see that you're going to get blessed with endurance and patience and and that'll be made complete in Christ. So I think uh, being able to uh, to develop some type of routine for yourself. For me personally, first thing I do is I just get up and I just read. I have a personal study and I'm just reading through. I'm not exegeting anything. I'm not looking at the Greek. I'm just I'm just reading and uh, my wife read also so she knows that if i don't have the routine in the morning it's going to mess up my whole day so that's something that that i personally do um call mom call dad call somebody you love and that may be where we implement um reaching out to the church is that's part of my routine now um is you know how preachers have a visiting day well not only preachers should do that it should be all of us that are checking in with one another and so I really think um, having some type of um, some type of system for whatever works for you um, implemented so can help you get out of that, get help you get out of bad habits and start developing new ones.
1: Yeah, some good habits, right? Even if it's like having to keep, you know, for me, out of sight, out of mind, right? So you keep something up there so you see it and go, oh, I see that. Oh, oh got to do this at this time or I need to get on that, right? So a reminder.
0: Awesome. Hey, Tim, what do you got, man? yeah i really like what you
3: guys said um we publish a list of people who are in need and people who are uh, in the hospital or struggling spiritually and i just look over that list and try to reach out to them at least once a week and encourage them um and whenever someone encourages me that seems to inspire me to encourage other people so if i'm constantly trying to encourage someone else then they're going to go and encourage someone it's kind of a domino effect so i think that's a good way to kind of help everyone have this loving attitude and mindset through times like this just continue to encourage
0: one another awesome now i like that like you said it multiplies isn't it and right. It doesn't cost anything. Like wh- when you invest in someone, you get a return and it doubles by them investing in other people. It's amazing. It's a, exactly. like a fruit tree, right? It's like a fruit tree. Well, I was looking at this one little seed and it grows into this huge tree with all these thousands and thousands of seeds. You're like, how does that right. happen? How It's one seed. How does it happen to grow in a big tree and then have all these seeds? Unbelievable. Yeah.
3: Right. And I think of, we're studying through Hebrews and the Hebrew writer says, consider how to encourage one another and stir one another up to good works. Yeah. And the Christians during those days were suffering tremendously. Um, and they were on the verge of giving up. And that constant encouragement would help them stay on the straight and narrow. So I think that just encouraging one another can, can do a whole lot of good.
0: Yeah, and usually you, and you, you get encouraged, right? When you encourage... You get encouraged. (laughs) Exactly, and it's amazing how many times you do it, and then they're like, "I really needed that, like right now. I really needed that." You never would have known if you never would have reached out, never would have stepped out. You never would have experienced that uh, that moment. You know, right? I love it. So I'll I'll recap it real quick, and then um, so constantly studying, right? Being in God's Word, that's good because, and that's what I do uh, every morning. we, We read the Bible together, our family. I like to eat it. I do it before we eat. Because I we can't eat until we read the Bible. That's perfect. Because the moment in fact there's been a time when we were traveling and doing stuff and we we're about to eat and somebody's like, No, we haven't read the Bible yet. So I was using Jesus' example of like, you know, when he was tempted. I said, first we're gonna do the Bible, then we're gonna eat. And if you and if you if you put your Bible in the fridge, you will never forget to read your Bible. So um you know, Is that what you do? Yeah, I don't put it in the fridge, but if you need to, you can. Yeah have <laughs> yeah, a <to> spare you know <laughs> so we have not i think almost for a year we have not eaten before we read the bible uh so we wow. yeah you, know, you make you make it a uh that way you kind of put God first uh, because you can't put anything else that, obviously we all want to eat so it's a good reminder hey i need to be reading the bible so we'll That's read the bible idea. yeah we, we read through the whole New testament now we're in the old Testament we do chapter each day and um So being in God's word is awesome. That's helped me be strong. And then routine, I think that's critical, Evan, you know, good, good point there. Because if you don't have a routine, your whole day could blow up, especially in our culture and society where things just keep coming at you. So I really like the routine. And that's kind of our routine, right? Read the Bible before you eat. Um, And then, uh, like Tim said, visiting, like the, the list of people he has, and like Evan said, visiting people, I think, being in God's word and visiting people, this seems to be our good strategy for as we come out and even during the, this time, right, is to be in God's word and visit and reach out to people and have a routine. So those are awesome, awesome suggestions by everybody. And that's kind of what I try and do too for me is have somewhat of a routine, but also uh, reaching out to people. I'm not a good reach outer, you know. I'm more about like mass bulk things, you know, doing big things that do lots for lots of people, but I'm harder at, like, calling an individual person saying, how are you doing?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, you might use your phone and set alarms or something, you know, that's the the neat thing yeah. with technology now. You I can see, set it on your I, calendar and say, look, call this person this day.
0: I think I'm like, let's just get them all in here. I can just do it all at one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, I'm, some, I'm
1: not- I mean... Well, throughout the
3: day, you just, sometimes you just randomly think of someone. And generally when I just, someone comes across my mind, instead of just thinking about them, I'll give them a call or text them or send them a message on Facebook. Since they were on my mind, may as well. That's a perfect opportunity to reach out to them. Yeah, I'm I'm writing
0: writing it down. I'm not being rude or anything. I'm just writing stuff down. Oh Yeah, yeah. That's a good point, man. Yeah, you get, like you said, it comes in your heart, mind, doesn't it? Like so-and-so, just random? Right. How many times has that happened and you did something and something amazing happened or you didn't expect? How many times does that happened? Like, happens a lot. It, or they'll call you, you know? Yeah. Someone will call right. you. Been, like,
3: <laughs> or, I mean, this, this may be a silly example, but, I mean, you, so sent, me
0: request,
3: you sent me a friend request on facebook and i didn't know you from adam and now here we are a week later talking and it's very encouraging so i mean you would have never known just sending me that friend request and messaging me would have an impact on my life but it has so um just small acts like that can go a long way
0: that's awesome i mean i i think god connects us man you know especially christian brothers uh So, hey, you encourage me, we encourage each other. And through this thing, hopefully we'll encourage, like, lots of other people. Because I think some people naturally love others. And some people, I think maybe it's harder. Like, for me, it's harder for me to – I'd rather do this, you know, like get five people from church and talk to them, see how they're doing, instead of that one-on-one sitting down, you know. So that's why each of us has unique gifts and stuff.
3: I'm kind of the opposite. I would rather just have a one-on-one conversation than – to like three or four people so this is kind of out of my comfort zone but and, and i don't have a problem speaking to like hundreds of people but that's not as focused like yeah. This yeah. Is. i don't know I'm if that gonna, makes any sense i'm gonna but, get two
0: other people that i if i need help with that with the individuals i'm gonna say hey talk to tim about it <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's good um that malachi verse now is good though you brought up where is it malachi test me yeah uh, yeah that was yeah. That's a good, In fact. I want to put that up. Probably I'll put that on them um, because I, I believe that people are going to right now that once they get past the fear of dying and the virus, they're the next fear will be the fear of providing for their family, the fear of not having food, the fear of not having money. So the first fear is death, you know, which will still kind of be in the background. But then the next fear immediately after practical is, oh, wow, I can't buy groceries this week. So we don't want to just tell people, hey, you know, God loves you. And because right. I, I mean, I. People always say all the time, Well, God doesn't love me because there's a virus. He sent the virus. And I go, Well, no, let's, we could talk about that. Let's talk about it. But we want to show it says, You will know, they will know that you're my disciples and how you love one another. So you guys have provided some awesome stuff for loving our Christian family first, right? Isn't that what grows the church? It's, it's how you love one another. And as and, and someone comes in, they're like, Whoa, look at this, a real family. Like they really love each other, not some club. Uh, It's not something, you know, any guys have any other, go ahead. Sorry.
2: Yeah. I was going to say one more thing we could do kind of, kind of maybe a side point is maybe there are others that, that are wanting to grow, but don't know how. And I think those of us who are always wanting to serve again, that's not, that's, that's, that's what we're supposed to do. However, I think sometimes we may be a little um, hesitant to put our needs out there and allow somebody else to serve me. Um, I heard, you know, older lady one time she said, you know, don't rob me of, of my, of my wanting to, to serve you and to provide for you. So, you know, putting our needs out there as well and seeing others be able to have that opportunity um, to serve as well.
0: Right. No, that's, isn't it hard to receive, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is harder to receive than to give. (laughs) That's not in the Bible. That sounds good. (laughs) Uh, It's funny. Uh, It's more blessed to give than receive, isn't it? Because uh, it's it's awesome. Yeah. So Malachi, I think uh, Tim, you put it in, right? Malachi three ten.
3: Yes. Awesome.
0: Okay. Cool. I really
3: like that verse too, Evan. I hadn't ever really considered that. It's a powerful passage. It yeah, is.
0: So, does anybody have it? You could read it right now if you want. It's cool to have it. I love getting the God's word into the into the mix. You know, as much as possible. Malachi is farther down. This is this is a race, right? This is our test of the Old Testament. <laughs> i'm getting it up here if you have it first go for it
3: bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test says the lord of hosts if i will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there's no more need
0: that's amazing Why don't be sad if you get to heaven and God's like, you know, you could have done so much more if you just had faith. <laughs> like, ah, oh, I only had a dollar. He's like, I only had one fish or a few fish and some loaves. I fed five thousand and whatever people.
1: <laughs> you what blessings He's going to give that can restore, you know, in the in the long run.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, we got to encourage each other. I, I don't. I want us to be encouraging to be like, no ties. Give everything. Give it all, man. Yeah. 100%, yeah. Give that dollar. <laughs> Give it all. Yeah, I love that verse. Malachi 3.10. I'll have to get that one. Cool. Well, we're almost out of time. It's pretty much one o'clock now. So we uh we're trying to keep it to an hour. Um, I'll just go through a couple things. Feeding people, uh, we want to feed them, we want to go through the good news, want to tell them the good news at the same time. That was good, and then um consider their situation. People's consider their uh some some advice was get give Bibles out. Um mm-hmm. Get groceries for people, serve those who might not be able to do it and and reach out to single people or those you may not expect who who might have a need that you don't think have a need. You know, pretty much everybody who has a phone has a need probably, even if it's just to hear from us and say, hey, I, oh yeah, this weekend we just went out. Uh, we're not supposed to tell what our right hand does, whatever, but I'm going I'm to try and do it for encouragement, not for glory. Uh, but we went out and like made cards for everybody at the church and then we're not allowed to go actually out and mute them. So we just put it in their mailboxes. So I think uh, for those people, maybe in your church, or whatever, if you want to do stuff or encourage them, that's kind of easy. You just write a little letter, put it in their mailbox and um, there you go. You know, And it's more expensive here to mail than it was for us to drive around and drop them off. It's like a $1.50 per letter and gas is like a $1.50 per liter. So I could literally drive and deliver it cheaper than I could mail them all. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we should always be active right encouraging one another to good works like like mm-hmm. I think Tim was bringing that up uh, uh, Hebrews right something where we studying something
3: yes Hebrews it's, uh, yeah, I want to say Hebrews somewhere in Hebrews
0: it's second Titus Ten. I'm just kidding <laughs> you say Hebrews 10 uh, is it Hebrews 10 I don't know I heard it I heard some noise we're going to get that though that's cool Yeah, uh, Hebrews, Hebrews 10 24 let why don't you read it, sister. Tim? Why don't you read that, man? If you got, if you get it. I love that. Let's finish with that one.
3: And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Not I neglecting like to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near.
0: Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys being on the, on this, uh, the session here. Uh, we're going to record it. And so it'll go out. Who knows who will watch it? We pray that someone someone will benefit or many will benefit by it. And I, I just thank you for your time. And it's great meeting you. I, I did meet Evan once when we were traveling because we travel around the United States. But I want to meet Tim and Ben, uh, you know, whenever we come back to the States. So why don't we uh, close in prayer this time? Who led it last time? Evan? Did you lead it yet? Or I can't remember. Who, who led the prayer? I led
3: the opening prayer.
2: Tim
0: did. Tim, okay. Evan, why don't you do the closing prayer for us, man? Close it out
2: let's pray. father we're so grateful to be able to call on a God like you um, in the Avenue of Prayer to speak to uh, father to to praise and and to give our burdens to Uh, father at this time we're so grateful for um, the way you've been allow it been able to give us the the ability to meet online and uh, still be able to be effective in ministry and encouraging folks uh, Father, we, we want to ask your blessing upon those who will be impacted by uh, this video and this recording and this study as we try to figure out how we can be effective during this, this, this weird, peculiar time, because um, we certainly don't want to be um, hindered in any way by, by our circumstances. And so we, we just all the more look to you for uh, the ability and the power to do these things. Uh, father we just pray that those who um, who are out there that you would place in our path that we can impact them and show them the love that, that your son shows for us and so we're so grateful for the opportunity to serve you uh, father we do not deserve any of your grace your mercy or your blessings yet you decide to give it to us out of your love for us and so we're grateful for that uh, father we we pray for those who have been impacted by the virus and we pray that um that you can end it or slow it down to some extent in the future for us. Uh, we're so excited to be able to meet with the brethren again, face-to-face in the future, and and uh, we ask that you would continue to be with us, especially those who are leading uh, brethren in, in any any leadership role. Uh, Father, bless our day and bless, bless the week ahead of us as we go out and try to do uh, good things for you. Father, all these things in
3: Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. amen.